Welcome to the Action Playbook. I'm Jason Fox. And I'm Coach Robin. And we're helping leaders take action in life and business. Yo, we're recording. Welcome back to the Action Playbook, episode 13. Today we're here to discuss leadership. Leadership. One one of my big, big passions when it comes to business is leadership because it's about people, right? People people work with people. People deal with people. Mm Mm-hmm. And leaders create leaders. Mm. So if you want really good people in your business, you have to create them. Correct. I think I think a good starting point, Jason, is um, just explaining the difference between what leadership and management is. Yeah. Uh, because I think for a lot of people, they get that confused. Mm. So they feel like, you know, managing is actually leadership, but it's two totally separate roles. I agree. So on the, on the one hand, you have the leadership, and leadership is all about enrolling, inspiring, um, creating geniuses around you, making people around you smarter. Mm. And management is about tasks and getting things done. So th- the way I always look at it is, you know, leaders create and design systems and then managers implement those. It could be the same person, Correct. but they are separate roles. Yeah, management is almost do as you're told, whereas leadership is let's be free thinking and and, and empower people to think on their own. Creativity, mm. yeah. Um, I think what, uh, you know, b- being the same person, um, I think that leads me to a, a very important point I want to make today as well, is that if you, just because you're working on your own, you don't have a team around you, uh, leadership and management still applies to you because there's self-leadership, self-management, self-discipline, mm-hmm. all of those things that come into play. So leadership, whether you're a one-man band or whether you have a team of 2,000 people, leadership still plays a part in that. Yep, yep. Couldn't agree more, couldn't agree more. Um, even if you're a one-man band, sometimes you've got to lead your clients, you've got to lead your there's, – there's still people around you – you never ever actually work on your own, eh? Unless you're potentially an IT developer sitting in the dark room working to create Bitcoin, chances are, even in your business, if you're self-employed, that you've got contractors that work under you. There's still something else, and you still got to steer and guide and and get all those people to fit into your business, don't they? Absolutely, yeah. That coming back to that, enroll and inspire, right? It's about um, getting people involved, bringing people into the process, making them smarter. There's a, a book that I read, uh, it's called Multipliers by Liz Wiseman, and she, um, she did a study why some businesses succeeded and others, other businesses failed. They seem to have the same ingredients uh, for success. But uh, when she did the study, what actually ended up coming out was that it comes down to the leadership, which is no great surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she took it a step further and she actually broke it down into three different types of leaders in the book. And the first one is a diminisher. Then you get an accidental diminisher. And then you get a multiplier. And so just to explain the difference between each of those, a diminisher is somebody who actively goes and makes other people feel small to make themselves feel big. big, Yeah. Yeah? A bully. That's what we call them in the business world, right? Uh, It's a a bully boss. Um. If you're listening to this, you might actually have experienced that. You might actually have worked for someone who you know, actively 
made you feel small so that they could feel better about themselves. That's a diminisher. And then there's the accidental diminisher, and this is one I can relate to because I fitted into this category for quite a while before I understood this. So an accidental diminisher is somebody who doesn't allow people to grow, but not intentionally. It is accidental, right? So for myself, for example, I thought my role as the CEO in the business was to have all the right answers. Okay. You know, the smart guy that everyone could come to and yeah. I will know what to do, right? The best in the business, yeah. Yeah, the genius, the genius in the business. Yeah. Um, Which a lot of people are going to feel that way, sorry to interrupt. A lot of people are going to feel that way because of their business, it's our direction, people are relying on me to make this work. I've got to ensure that these people get paid. So it's like the buck stops with me, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the people around you don't have better ideas, right? Yeah, exactly. And 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 which leads us, to, uh, and by the way, um, when working under a, a diminisher, even an accidental diminisher, the study that she did showed that productivity was around 50%. Uh, and that was self-assessed by people who worked in those teams. Yeah, okay. Yep. So a, a really interesting discovery uh, on that front. And then with the multiplier, this is the genius maker. So this is the person, this is a leader who recognizes that the best that they can achieve is by making everybody else around them smarter, mm. helping people grow. And that's really what people want. You know, and so if you go to the accidental diminisher, the one always has the right answers, you know, what we're really doing as an accidental diminisher is that you are stopping people from thinking for themselves. Mm. Uh, you stop people from using initiative. Why, why should I come up with a solution when I just have to go to that, that guy and he's going to tell me what he needs done anyway, mm. no matter what I say, right? And so that's when people often, that's when people leave and they go look for other opportunities, opportunities where they can grow. And, um, and, and so the multiplier is that person. The multiplier is the one that has uh, one of my favorite, favorite sayings in business. You know, a leader is the one with the best questions, not the best answers. So when, you, when you know, you're faced with a challenge and you put the question back to your team and you let them solve the problem and come back, often that solution is going to be better than whatever I would have come up with anyway. This was my experience. And then um, at the same time, that person feels good about themselves. You know, I had an idea, I shared the idea, it was heard, and it may even have been implemented. Yeah, sure. And Free the difference, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it just makes sense, right? Because as soon as you get shut down, we kind of spoke about this on Common Unity last night, as soon as you shut down, you feel unheard. So then you put your barriers up, oh, I don't want to suggest this again next time because it wasn't a good idea, they don't believe in me. So all of a sudden, like these walls come up versus, oh, that was amazing. Um, do you think this is going to work because of da, 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 da? Oh, yeah, maybe that wouldn't fit, fit in this solution, but, yeah, I can I can see it's a good fit over here. Bang on, maybe we should explore that a little bit further. Let, let's explore that option, but thanks for bringing that to me. And then all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, oh, that was good. Oh, they're going to love the next thing I come up with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, everybody wants to grow. It's one of our needs. Um, so there's the the old saying about you know people don't leave companies; they leave bosses. Mm. Yeah, it's exactly why, right? Um, yep. 
they feel diminished. They don't feel that their ideas are being heard. Um, they don't feel that they're progressing in any way because there's no growth for them. Yeah, yeah. The multipliers in that the multipliers book, by the way, um, the study that they did showed that um, working under a multiplier leader, the leader that asks the best questions to get the best answers from the team, productivity goes up like even up to two hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. So you're paying the same salary, right, under a diminisher. Mm. You're paying the same salary for a 50% performance or the same salary under a multiplier for 200%. You're getting two people out of one person just by changing the leadership style that you adopt in your business. Well, it's four times. If they're only working at 50% and they go to 200, yeah, yeah, and four people for the price of one. Yeah, I was never good at maths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and that is a significant shift, right? Yeah, sure. And I, and I saw this firsthand because, as I said, I was an accidental diminisher in my own business. And as soon as I cottoned onto the idea of, hold on, I don't have to have all the answers. Man, it was a relief for me. It created a lot of pressure for me to be the ideas guy all the time. Mm. You know, the visionary and coming up with all the solutions and the ideas. And as soon as I let that go... It was like a burden had been lifted off of my shoulders and I, I felt so good. And by doing that, empowering everyone around me, um, the efficiency in the business just honestly, it was like a watershed moment for us um, in terms of the growth that we experienced after that. Okay, yeah. It's amazing the difference that leadership can make. And, and I mean, you know, in the military, this is something that everyone understands. You, know, you, want, you, you want to follow someone who has your best interests at heart. Someone who wants to keep you safe, bring you home. Um, you know, when you go into battle, make sure everyone comes home safe. Um, that's the type of leader that you want because they care about those around them. Yeah, they're on board with the vision. I mean, I've got mates, companies where often they'll be leaving the office at eight o'clock and they'll be like, look at these legends. There's still two or three people in the office. And it's the leadership that's got them there. It's not because they have to be there. Their contract states eight, nine o'clock till five o'clock, whatever it may be. Mm. But they are enjoying the process, everything that's they're doing within that business. So they want to be there to achieve more for the business and to be a part of that journey. Guess what? The other stuff that go right to the top of the list too. Yeah. You know, that's not, uh, well, it's definitely seen and it's not forgotten. Um, so, yeah, just, yeah, leadership, man, it's so important. You, you can't dictate. You've got to empower. Yeah, exactly right. And the... Um you know, by through that empowerment, people grow and your future growth, your future succession in the business, kind of what you were touching on there, the succession starts to take shape because you've got people coming in with great ideas, people who really know what they need to, you know, they're on the cold face of it. So they know what they're experiencing, they know what they're going through, maybe even better than what any leader in the business would have who becomes a little bit detached from that. Yep. And uh, that, that growth is where the real magic starts to happen for every business, every team. And what does every business owner want to do? Step out of their business? If you can't empower someone to take your role, you're going to be working on it for a very long time, aren't you? But all of a sudden you've given someone this power and you're like, you know what, you're doing a better job than I am in that field. Like, take it, run with it. You've got my blessings. Unless it's going to cost me $100,000, don't come tell me about it. You know, wherever you fit in your parameters of your business. Um, and that's when I've got friends that have got publicly listed companies now that literally say, oh, we hired this 
GM or whatever role it was, and all of a sudden the business just 3 x because they gave them the ability to take the reins. Yeah, Richard Branson is a classic example of that too. Uh, he intentionally set out to find people smarter than him to run an organization. So he was putting these, you know, it wasn't, he wasn't the one that was driving and he was just the one that was being reported back to about what was happening. Yeah. But everyone around him was empowered mm. to do what they really good at. Um, and, and, that's, and that's a real key, man. Yeah. Uh, a couple of other traits for good leadership, you know, so making those around you smarter, um, being consistent. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to work for someone who every day comes in with a different mood, has uh, one set of rules for one person, a different mm -hmm. set of rules for someone else. It's got to be consistent, right? Correct. Um, a, a good leader is optimistic. Uh, mm -hmm. A good leader, when they walk through the workplace, it's going to be, yeah, you know what? The news is full of recessions and everything, but don't worry, guys. We've got this. We're okay. We've got a healthy pipeline. It's always optimistic. Sure. Right? Yeah. You can imagine the feeling if you you know walk through the office and you go, oh, we're in shit, guys. We're in trouble. You need to work harder because we're – we're not going to make it at this rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I can pay you this week. <laughs> what? <laughs> exactly. And Ring the banks. Yeah. <laughs> Ring your banks and tell them you're not going to meet your mortgage repayments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and next day you get like three resignation letters yeah. on your desk. Oh, shit, they were my key people. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> so optimism is definitely a key trait. Um, uh, and then, of course, you know, uh, being focused on personal development for the people around you, mm. making those around you smarter, being the genius maker, not the genius. Um, that is, you know, those are really key traits. And then with a manager, those sort of key traits is being able to execute on the goals. Mm. So the, the leader comes up with the goals and the manager executes and implements. Yeah, and like getting people smarter around you can be as simple as, and some of my mates do this as well, um, having a little bookshelf with a little library. and be like, these are the books I recommend. These are all books I've read myself. I think you get value from reading them. And if you've got any questions on which one to read next, come ask me and have those books. And then they can check that little book out and they can bring it back and they might come back to you, I really enjoyed this, that I learned from that book, whatever it may be. Or you could put your, you could have a work audible account or help your staff out with that so they can be listening to stuff while they're traveling. Like giving them those tools is only going to make everyone better. And when people feel like they're growing and they feel like they're developing, they're going to hang around. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They've found somebody that they can follow. That's what they're looking for. That inspire, inspiring mm -hmm. person that they can hook their wagon onto. Um, that's what people look for. It's like a human need that we have. And a really inexpensive um, perk, right? Audible is what, $20 a month to get a free book. So for every staff member, you give them $20. That's pretty much the same as the little pies or muffins you brought for a smoker. But now you're empowering them to be smarter and better. Yeah. Yeah. Creating future leaders. <sighs> Boom. So good. Yeah. So that on that note, get out there, inspire, enroll your team into the common goals that you have for the business. Make those people around you smarter. Be the genius maker not the genius time to take action <laughs>